Hey guys, I'm Lucy, and you're listening to Short Stories for Kids, the magical podcast of storytelling. I wonder what adventure awaits us today. So today's premium shout out and thank yous go to five-year-old Ellie and her three-year-old brother Gus from Littleton CO. Ali and his little sister Zainab from Toronto, Canada, Felix and Ada from Christchurch, New Zealand, Seth from Brookhaven, Georgia, and Bear and his big brother Lanus from Colorado. Hi, guys! And now for today's story request. Hi, Lucy. My name is Nora. And me and my sister Evie listen to your stories every night before bed. We love them. Please write a story about a magic map that will take you wherever you touch. There is a warlock who is trying to steal the map from us, so we have to try and outrun him with help from our unicorn friends. Once there was a girl called Nora who lived in the middle of a vast magical forest. The forest was enormous, stretching as far as the eye could see. Many strange and wonderful creatures lived there, not to mention bizarre plants and other strange oddities. And there were some places that were dangerous, even scary. But because it was such a large forest, they could be avoided. Nora lived in a cottage with her sister Evie in a grassy clearing surrounded by trees. They loved their little home with its straw roof and its flower-filled garden. They were very happy there indeed. The trouble with living in the middle of such a large forest was getting anywhere. It was many, many miles to the edge of the forest, and there were no roads, just tracks that wound their way through the trees. Nora and Evie had a cow for milk and chickens for eggs, but if they needed other objects, such as a new hairbrush or new shoes or a new garden fork to dig within the garden, then they needed to travel a long way to get those things. But as it turned out, that wasn't a problem, for Nora owned a map. It was a magical map called the Map of Motion. When Nora opened it out, it revealed a drawing of the entire forest, with their cottage right there in the middle. If Nora and Evie needed to go to, for example, the miller for flour, all they needed to do was touch the tiny drawing of the mill on the map. And in a blink of an eye, they were magically transported there, some 15 miles away. And then, once they had purchased their flour from the miller, Nora would once again unfurl the map and this time touch the picture of their cottage to take them home again. This magical map meant that they never had to travel long distances by foot. They never had to travel in darkness. And best of all, they never had to encounter the nastier creatures of the forest, 
such as the wolves, the goblins, and the mushroom men. So for Nora and Evie, life at their little cottage was a happy one. Until, that is, the day Evie saw something strange in the sky. Come quick, called Evie from the garden. There's thick black smoke and lots of it. Nora dashed out of the cottage and joined her sister, staring up past the treetops on the edge of the clearing. Oh my goodness, said Nora. That is a lot of smoke, but it's far away. What do you suppose has caused it? I've no idea, said Evie. Do you think we should go and take a look? Someone might need help. Good idea, agreed Nora, and removed the map of motion from her pocket. She opened it out, and the two girls attempted to work out where on the map the smoke was coming from. Is it here? suggested Evie. In the kingdom of the mushroom men? No, I don't think so, said Nora. That's too far north. The smoke is coming from further south. Perhaps here, where the mountain pass begins? But that's the very edge of the map, said Evie. We've never been that far before. Oh, we'll be okay, reassured Nora. If there's any trouble, we can just come straight back here again. Evie nodded in agreement and took hold of her sister's wrist as Nora touched the drawing of a narrow valley between two snow-capped mountains, and they disappeared. They appeared on the lowest slopes of one of the mountains, just above the pass itself. They were facing the forest, looking in the direction they had just traveled from. What they should have seen was a solid wall of greenery as the forest edge spread out before them, but that isn't what they saw at all. Instead, they saw churned up mud, splinted tree stumps, and a raging fire. Five giants, each one six times the height of Nora or Evie, were hacking down the trees with enormous axes before dragging the fallen trunks to a sprawling bonfire where the trees fizzed and popped as they burned. This was the source of the thick black smoke that they had seen from many miles away. The sisters were quite naturally horrified. Oh no, what's happening? cried Evie. Why would anyone do such a thing to a lovely forest? I would do such a thing, boomed a smug voice behind them. The girls jumped in surprise and turned to see a fierce-looking warlock with a tall, twisted staff glaring down at them. I am a mighty warlock, and here I plan to build my new fortress. Soon I shall be the master of the entire forest. What? began Nora, but the warlock cut her off. Silence! he roared. I saw you appear out of thin air upon this slope, and yet you do not look like magic users to me. How did you get here? Not thinking, Nora held up the map that she still clutched in her hand. With this, explained Nora, it takes us wherever we want to go with just a touch. 
the warlock's eyes went wide with jealousy and greed. I possess great and powerful magic, but I have nothing as powerful as your map, he said. If I were to use my magic to transport me from one place to another, my body would pay a terrible price each time. But if I had your map, that wouldn't be a problem. I'd be the master of this forest in no time. He thrust out his bony hand towards Nora. Give me the map, he demanded. Never, shouted Nora as she grabbed her sister's hand and struck the map at random. They disappeared and reappeared beside a river. There were three unicorns drinking from the slow-moving water, and all of them were startled by the girl's sudden appearance. Forgive us, said Nora quickly. We did not mean to startle you. We've just met a wicked warlock, and he wanted to steal our magical map, added Evie. A warlock, you say, said the largest of the unicorns. That is not welcome news. Warlocks spell trouble. What is it that your magical map does? Asked a second unicorn. The girls explained and the unicorns listened carefully. Mm, I do not think that this warlock will give up such a prize easily, said the third unicorn. He will want that map for himself. He will come after your map. But he said he couldn't travel in the way we do because if he did, his body would pay a terrible price each time, said Evie. If he's as greedy and dreadful as I fear he is, then that may be a price he's willing to pay, said the first unicorn. You should be careful, both of you. But the warning came too late. In a crackle of lightning, the warlock appeared beside them, throwing Evie into the water. Nora looked up into the face of the warlock and could see instantly that the warlock's words were true. By using his magic to follow them, his body had indeed paid a terrible price. His mouth was now wide and twisted with a curling tusk. Give me the map, he bellowed, reaching forward. Nora's first instinct was to tap the map once more. But because her sister wasn't touching her, she'd be leaving her behind. She glanced sideways, searching for Evie in the water, and was relieved to see that the unicorns had stopped her from being carried away downstream. Go! shouted the first unicorn. Flee! yelled the second. He cannot be allowed to get the map, called the third. As the warlock's curling fingers neared Nora, she once again struck the map at random. This time, Nora appeared at the mouth of a cave. Just inside the cave lazed a golden dragon, which opened one eye to gaze upon this new and unexpected arrival. Who are you? said the dragon sleepily. I'm Nora, said Nora, and I'm being chased by a wicked warlock who wants my map. Oh, sounds awful, said the dragon, who didn't sound that bothered at all. With a crackle of lightning, the warlock appeared a few paces away. This time, his ears had become lengthened with hairy tips. With her outstretched finger, Nora again tapped the map and disappeared. She reappeared beside a giant oak tree, 
with broad reaching branches. Upon one of the smaller limbs rested an owl, which blinked in surprise at this new and unexpected arrival. Who are you? asked the owl curiously. I'm Nora, said Nora, and I'm being chased by a wicked warlock who wants my map. Oh, how utterly despicable, said the owl with a ruffle of its feathers. With a crackle of lightning, the warlock appeared a few paces away. This time, his nose had lengthened into a snout. With her outstretched finger, Nora again tapped the map and disappeared. She reappeared up to her ankles in a boggy marsh. Upon a mussy clump sat a man with a face of a toad, who gulped at this new and unexpected arrival. Who are you? asked the toad man croakily. I'm Nora, said Nora, and I'm being chased by a wicked warlock who wants my map. Oh, that's simply dreadful, said the toad man, and licked the side of his face with a long, thick tongue. With a crackle of lightning, the warlock appeared a few paces away. This time, his hands had become hoofed feet. With her outstretched finger, Nora again tapped the map and disappeared. She reappeared in a small opening between the trees where two charcoal burners worked. One of them, her hands black and her face grimy, nearly dropped her armful of sticks at this new and unexpected arrival. Who are you? asked the charcoal burner suspiciously. I'm Nora, said Nora, and I'm being chased by a wicked warlock and he wants my map. Oh, what an awful predicament, said the charcoal burner, clutching the sticks awkwardly. With a crackle of lightning, the warlock appeared a few paces away. This time, his body had become hunched and bent. With her outstretched finger, Nora again tapped the map and disappeared. She reappeared back by the river, and to her delight, the first sight she saw was that of her sister, Oh, where have you been? asked Evie delightedly. Are you okay? I'm fine, said Nora, but I'm still being chased by the wicked warlock who wants my map. Oh, what a miserable situation, wailed Evie, hugging her sister tightly. With a crackle of lightning, the warlock appeared a few paces away, although he didn't look like the warlock any longer. The unicorns bravely approached the pile of robes where something snuffled and twitched beneath them. The first unicorn used its horn to gently lift a fold of the robes out of the way and out trotted a hairy pig. There, said the unicorn sagely, that is what greed gets you. The warlock was so determined to get the map for himself that his body had paid a terrible price again and again and again. And now he was changed completely. I don't even think he knows he's a warlock anymore, said Nora, as the pig began to snuffle along the riverbank. Indeed, confirmed the unicorns, the danger is over. And so the two sisters returned to their cottage in the middle of the forest. Now, alongside their cow and their chickens, they also keep a pig. 
and it doesn't seem to mind one bit. The 